All right. So we gathered, we called you all here today to ask you this important question. I've been in the, the, uh, the content production game for a long time. And uh, Mike has for less time, but a long time. Long time. And I can tell you in the early days, like getting 100 people to look at something was a big deal to you, you know? Yeah. I mean, to me. Yeah. You know, when YouTube first started, um, it was like, damn. I think it still is for people who are just starting organically and and watch whatever, whatever content, gaming. Because I have a lot of friends in the gaming world that are more new because I'm more new there, Mm -hmm. right? And so... <laughs> Being a content creator uh, is like the s- strongest social classifications in the world, <laughs> you know. Like, like these top dogs ain't gonna care what the fuck I'm doing because right, they right. think I'm less human. But just right. because you tend to collaborate with people more on your level, right? So in gaming, most of my folks are just throwing content on YouTube out of nowhere, uh-huh. brand new, and they're getting a hundred views and they're stoked on it. Uh-huh. Which it is. It is an accomplishment to get anyone to look at your stuff that's not your mom, right? You know. Yeah. It's just, true. it's just that you've done it so long, and we've rubbed elbows yeah. with people. And we have expectations. And we've done many a project, that's yeah. all. And, but in the beginning, you know, powerlifting was not a big deal. For sure not. And, uh, like, you could you could go on Google Trends and, and look at the just the search term powerlifting, and you can see that it was steadily declining. Declining? Declining. What, 2000? Back, back then, the, the you know, uh, Sevens, 06, eight? 07, 08. Which makes sense because, yeah. I mean, although there's like the Donnie Thompsons and the Hoffs and the West Side, West Side era still was like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And then probably 05 to 2015. So that decade was probably the. Some people love that stuff. I kind of like it too. We have a thing when we're gaming together to pop the top to each other. I think this tall, handsome guy started it. D- it. it didn't. It didn't do anything. Yeah, he did it just like, to. Well, uh, what's does he it? shake it up? It's like uh, fuck. What's it called? M- oh, that's awful. What's it called? Ooh. ASMR. ASMR. That ASMR. Is, that's really bad. Ooh. Oh no, it's not good. It's really not good. <laughs> no. Why do people drink energy drinks? Because they don't. They don't taste good. No, that's probably the worst one I've ever had. Because are the are whatever RR is. It's Rockstar, Rockstar, and I would oh. love for them to sponsor us. Despite being gross, I'll I'll drink it. I drink it. It's cotton candy. First thing, this is what it goes down to. We'll get back to this content creation history in a second, but who makes a energy drink? So basic stuff, right? You're making ice cream. You're making soda. You're making energy drinks. What are you going to base it off of? Well, something else that other people really love. Oh, people love vanilla ice cream. Let's make a cream soda. That sounds really good because people love vanilla ice cream. They'll probably like a cream-flavored soda. Oh, genius. Uh, People really like strawberries. That seems to Mm -hmm. be a favorite fruit among many Mm -hmm. people. Oh, let's make a strawberry soda or a strawberry ice cream. Oh, genius. Genius. Let's make a strawberry energy drink. Also genius. Uh, Strawberries are delicious. One of of nature's fine candies. Yeah. No one likes cotton candy to begin with. Little kids do. Yeah, but that's they, but they only eat it until they drop it on the on the ground. They don't know what the fuck they like is the <laughs> issue. They're shitting themselves and picking their nose and running around in dirt. No one likes cotton candy. So why would you ever be like, wow, this sugary, unflavored substance that has really weird texture would be a great flavor for something else? <sighs> Skittles, okay. Starburst, okay. Yeah. Even a fucking Snickers. Hey, yeah. let's make a Snickers protein uh, shake. Oh, that, that makes some sense. No one in their right mind goes anywhere and says, all I want is cotton candy. And if you do, you're a psychopath. Uh, I, I'm going to let uh, Nimbus know in here that all the cool lifters drink Rain and not Rockstar. Well, I this, disagree. These were free. Um, so that, I, I actually, not, not from the company, but from um, uh, Mike's uh, childhood friend. Who, I, uh, I actually ra- rain tastes okay, um, but honestly, I'm a Spike Rockstar guy. If I had to go with one, rain rain's fine. Rain's fine. I like a White Monster still. Yeah, they're fine. I just drink too many. Not enough. Yeah, caffeine. I have. I just not. I'm not been having them for yeah. a long time. I'm doing this right now because I'm I'm kind of running on, on empty. But. Another great idea, orange, orange the fruit, <laughs> delicious orange juice. Everyone's favorite morning drink. Yeah. Let's put orange juice inside of a Rockstar energy drink, and that's the best energy drink that the planet's ever had. The all-orange, zero Rockstar. It, I drink it I drink it at 5 a.m. It's breakfast. Nutritious yeah. and delicious. 
and, and rain is fine. Rain is fine, but no one wants cucumber jalapeno in anything. That's not good. <laughs> That's another one. Oh, jalapenos. Uh, oh, they're kind of good on some nachos. Let's put it in my beverage. That sounds like you're on your way to a ceviche. You just yeah. throw in some raw raw fish uh, juice in there with that, and you're, yeah. you're like a liquid ceviche. Oh, the new Monsters uh, tuna sushi drinks coming out. No one wants that. Nobody bullshit. wants that. Well, this this says cotton candy, but it, what it tastes like is the frosting of a store bought yeah cupcake. The the hard pink frosting. Yeah, yeah, which no one yeah. also likes. Nobody likes that either. Right. You buy that when you have to feed twenty kids at a soccer game. Now you know what the the frosting that would work for this is, although it was it's too sweet, but it would still work. Is the um, carnival animal the frosted carnival carnival animal? So when it comes sprinkles? down to whether you want to call it a cracker or a cookie in a box, that's the best one of all time. I love the little pink and white things. Yeah, I don't know what animals each one is because the shape is so poor. It's so yeah, but they're so delicious. Yeah, they're really good. I again, I don't know if I want that in my energy drink. I don't know either, but if you're going to go with a sweet flavor, that's that's a decent one. I would love a vanilla ice cream with animal crackers mm. crinkled in there. Uh, repped by vanilla ice. Uh, or me. <laughs> or you. It has no relation, but it sounds delicious. One day we'll get the ice cream sponsorship I've been hunting down for a decade. One day the world will care. I feel like Halo Top sent us something at some point way in the past. Yeah, yeah. And the and problem it, is that they're they're mostly air. They, they, they don't taste bad, but they, they're just mostly air. Yeah, they improved a little bit. The, the, a lot of them have improved. Enlightened sent us stuff a long time ago. It was good. But I'm looking like Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Our local boys, Devil May Care. Yeah, just be fat. Let's yeah. just be fat. Uh, back to where we were. So there's yes. a slump in powerlifting in general. Actually, I would actually not call it a slump. What do they call it? The uh, calm before the storm. <laughs> That's what I would call Maybe. it. Because gear lifting was wavering. Um, weights were getting so ridiculous. The gear itself was getting so ridiculous. It's definitely at that point, when you're throwing on briefs, knee wraps, an insanely tight suit, you're not going to get the soccer mom down the street that happens to be on your video or walk no. by your meet to be enticed. Um, and so things started getting crazy in the early 2000s, right? <laughs> I don't know what that was. This is a podcast studio in here, dude. And you just exploded the leather chair. This is a, this is, <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out here right now. This room is louder than I want it to be. And what? not only because of Dan. And because my friends are louder than I want them to we're, be. We're a stone's throw from I-5. We're in a tin can. We have uh, taken kind of the first step of sound mitigation in this place. And that we've, we tore out everything that was in here that was, had been inhabited by rats. It was a rat kingdom. And then uh, spray foamed the walls and the ceiling and stuff. And I think that knocked things down a little. And the, the temperature is definitely better in here than it was. No, I think the audio is fine if our friends didn't belly flop into the couch. <laughs> oh, that's a joke. He's trying to rent a couch in this space. Anyway. Yeah, and after that performance, it's not allowed. So, so geared lifting is getting too crazy. People can't relate. Where back in the day, you know, you'd get into lifting, I want to bench press, oh, maybe my shoulder hurts, or oh, I want to lift more weight, and you start to throw on a little bit of gear. Then it just got obnoxious, a little crazy, right? Yeah. Same thing like, oh, I have a car, let's make it a little bit faster, it'd be cool if I could move a little bit faster mm -hmm. on the road, and then now all of a sudden you're a drag car and it's not even allowed on the road, right? That's kind of where this gear took you. Um, plus, content creation in general, organic content creation that was non-Hollywood, non-commercialized, was just in infancy during oh, that yeah, time, yeah. too. Yeah. So besides that, you were talking Google Analytics. And then that kind of raw era, which is part of why we moved into this building, started to evolve. 2010, 2011, 2012, and then probably skyrocketed 2015, 16, 17, based on jacked guys now lifting raw, mm -hmm. strong guys now lifting raw, mm -hmm. with weights that are similar, if not better, than these geared guys. Um, and in my personal opinion, the invent or onvent, advent, advent of YouTube and podcast. That's yeah. that's and social media. Uh, yeah, that's that's honestly my my personal point of view. But continue. So uh, yeah, no things ramped up uh, in, part, in part because of raw lifting, in part because probably of CrossFit, because people became Didn't hurt. people who had never heard of of powerlifting became exposed to powerlifting, because uh, although CrossFit is is multi-derivative i mean they stole from everybody uh they at least gave credit to the fact that these were different disciplines that came together for I sure guess. and 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 people knew that it was powerlifting, and they knew that it was olympic lifting and they knew it was gymnastics they knew those things came from other places and then you know 
CrossFit stamped their name on the whole p- program, sure, but not on those individual pieces. So and, and squatting never made you worse at anything. It only right, improves right. everything. Well, so, I don't care if you're a chess player; you'll probably somehow get better right. doing a squat. So if you look at the you look at the Google Trends, it went way way up, and now, as Connor tells me, it's down to about twenty five percent of what it was at the peak. And we know plenty of content creators who are not getting the kind of traction on YouTube that they were getting. I mean, like, or putting the content out, or putting the content out. Yeah, yeah, because uh, multiple things. I think obviously ripple effect. What's cool with any kind of niche is that you can most of the time, if something's like factual or has some substance, you can scale it up and down. Yeah, right. So we can look at why the Google analytic of powerlifting is down seventy five percent. Well, COVID. Yeah. Right. So COVID hit. So then no one can work out. So then no one can work out. So then the content creators can't work out. Right. So then the content creator can't out. They can't create content. So then no one. So then the interest in that subject even goes down even more because now you're used to working out five times a week, yeah. watching YouTube three times a week, listening right. to your three favorite fitness podcasts, uh, going to your favorite blog website, right. watching your favorite competition. Now competitions can't go on any longer. There's no meets, world's strongest man, uh, as well as nationals, which are two big drivers of just strength training in general. We're both skipped. Uh, USAPL nationals and uh, even IPF worlds, I think, might have got canceled this year, are both driven around that, Um, as well as, uh, obviously, the world's strongest man, which is a huge driver all summer Mm -hmm. for strength. And then the CrossFit Games, which they still did online or in person or some weird combo. They're, they're, I've I just, know, Matt Frazier won again. That's all I know. Yeah, so did, uh, uh, Tia Claire Toomey. I, I saw some of the announcements. They might as well just like mail it in from this point Yeah, they're, they're freaks. And it, it just gets – I stopped paying attention just when they made the like regionals and path to the games like more complicated. Like if you, if you lose your fa- – like even basketball, baseball, they, they did their championships all – different and condensed yeah. but they kept the platform the same like i still understood how the lakers got to the finals and won yeah i don't even know how you get to the cross the games anymore it used to be a step-by-step and now yeah, it's, i don't understand that yeah either. it's online and then it, it was online and weird before covid yeah and then and so it confused me yeah i don't understand that either but the, and the situation becomes people who are producing like educational content um for lifting like you said, they can't produce content or they try to step into something else. You know, they, they take a step into a different content area or yeah. they do, you know, more lifestyle stuff or whatever, more vlogging, whatever, whatever. But even that. But even that is What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you and what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so that's uh, the, the question we have, obviously, is like, what, what do people want to see? Now, there is kind of a, um, a, a truism in, in business that says your current customers can't tell you where you need to take your business sure because that's an established base right right and and it's you're always trying to build build your audience build your your uh your customer base whatever but i'm ignoring that and i'm going to say what do you want to see uh lifting's a interesting thing educationally um and so is just school in general but the thing is it's it's something you can obviously have continued learning um, with all of it, and even the science is still catching up because generally strength training in the f- manner that we do is still kind of new to be studied. They didn't normally throw money at those type of studies, so mm-hmm. things are still just catching up to what we do in application, but once you have like a grasp on things, the the difference too is that not every meathead, every meathead wants to get strong, but not every meathead needs to be an academic. They don't always care yeah. how or the pathways. They just want sets and reps and to go. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of content creating in this thing, it's a reason that like education to some extent isn't a huge thing on YouTube in the broad sense. Yeah. Right. You're not going there to learn chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that you couldn't. You could probably learn chemistry. I mean, they're doing it on Zoom. You can do it on Zoom. <laughs> right. You could definitely do it on YouTube. Um, but typically because those are like continued education styles where here you kind of learn deadlift form basically – you go and deadlift, and then you want to get a little bit stronger, you learn another tip, you learn another right, tip. But once right. you have a grasp on it, you don't really need anything else. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's that complicated. You can get into the minutia of, of, mm-hmm. of sets and reps and, 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 and biomechanics and all these things, but generally speaking, the ceiling to get kind of strong educationally isn't that high. Right. It's really not. So even to your fact of like being whether it's business or just want to create content that people enjoy and see, I've always took the route of like share my experiences, share my knowledge because how many times can I teach you how to deadlift? 
you know, I, yeah. if you counted it, there's probably yeah. 6 million views of my fat face <clears throat> in varied videos teaching a sumo deadlift somewhere. Yeah. Bodybuilding.com, yeah, yeah. channel, my channel, Bart's channel, et cetera, et cetera, um, Omar's channel. And, and, and so where do you go with any of that? Yeah. Now we spent a lot of money to create a space to <laughs> create whatever content <laughs> we, we want. We sure did. In here, out there for our community. Yeah. But we can't serve our online community, which is really your and I roots. Yeah. So then, yeah, how do we educate those folks or entertain mm-hmm. or what comes next? The other interesting thing is our big background, although you started in 07 with more video stuff. I still consider myself probably, probably first a podcaster over a YouTuber. Um, which is just an interesting thing in itself because we're talking about lifting. Right. Which is like kind of stupid, really. In but some what senses. else are you going to do? I mean, right. it, it mirrors every other, every topic, every other topic in 100%. the world. 100%. A lot of comedians just talk about comedy on a podcast. <laughs> right. Rather than For do sure. But they For don't sure. go on a podcast and they don't... Uh, they're not always funny. They're not always doing bits. They're actually kind of get called out for doing bits. On It turns into uh, whatever that late night show is. Um it's really just set up. I can't remember what it's called, but it's really just set up for comedians to just do bits. Yeah, yeah, which seems corny on a podcast. I yeah. mean, there's a difference if you're listening to a live audio version of someone's show. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, right? Like back in the day, I bought Dane Cook's first show on CD. Yeah. That's different than tuning into a podcast to hear your favorite comedian talk about life or his wife or his mm-hmm. favorite food or something. Rogan obviously kind of went that route, and that's why I think it's so successful. And that's, I think, why we've had some success is we... Our lifters talking about lifting, but we're not just talking about lifting. About <laughs> lifting, yeah. And I think, I mean, this is not going to be popular, but I think that Rogan has has sold out and in in a lot of ways on content by um, by platforming people that have done bad things. Yeah, like well, have, are, have have been like had judgments against them in court for doing bad things. And the only reason to have them on is that they're provocative and people will watch. I think that's and, a very and, common YouTube thing. Yeah, it is too, yeah. Um, before we hop into some good questions here on YouTube, I think uh, I think Rogan also, despite him being actually a pretty good interviewer, he doesn't really, and he has a, gra- a mini grasp on a lot of things. Like his strength and conditioning and nutri- uh, nutrition knowledge just isn't there, and no. that's some of the stuff you're talking about. No no hate to him. I've, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts, and I think they're really, really good. And, that, and I don't think he would ever claim to be like a nutritionist, which is also, I do tip my hat at that. He doesn't claim to be the expert, yeah. but there is a response responsibility on who you platform on your own shit that i feel that that's true other people may not feel that that's true if you've completely sold out you don't feel that way at all yeah and then you don't you don't have any of that that remorse yeah and it's just so hard i don't know if sell us the right word for him i think it is for a lot of people because like he knows so many famous like he's had jamie fox on his show you know like he already (laughs) he's already at the top before he even had a show in a way he had connections to big names Mm -hmm. so he could get those people and typically to me selling out means that you you have like a certain moral level and then you sell yourself the devil is like the joke or the QAnon that's coming after me where you (laughs) then become successful having a pedophile on your show if we're going with the same gimmick but but like for him my point is that he already had those friends and he's a decent interviewer he was bound to be successful it's almost more like Lack of responsibility to me than being respond than being a sellout. Yeah, where other YouTubers have been like a sellout. Sorry to all my QAnons in the chat. <laughs> um, good question from Finn. If you want to do that, and then we can hit Scott Strong if you want to. Uh, can you imagine? This is from Finny Finn seventy three. I, I imagine. Wait, uh, where am I at? Where, where am I starting? What's the Pete? question? Uh, what do you think about Pete Rubish throwing oh, okay, some gear yeah. to mix things up, lift some heavier weights? Oh, that's my buddy. Strong, yeah. I don't know if that's what Pete is doing or if you're just generally asking if we think he should do that. Um, I would never suggest someone to, hey, man, you should lift in wraps or, hey, you should not lift in wraps. I don't care because it's your lif- lifting in your life. Yeah. If Pete is doing that, that's a different conversation, in which case I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I've done it. I've thrown on briefs. I've squatted. I've thrown on briefs. I've sumoed. Um, I think as a coach, as a lifter, it's cool to learn other methods. I've done some weight lifting you know with some um our boy ben who's who's a national level coach and lifting mm-hmm. himself i've tried to dabble i've we've hung out with ram and a bunch of strength and conditioning going so our boy jacob i think it's good to gather knowledge wherever you go um and if pete's just doing it for fun and wants to smash a big deadlift or if he wants to do it for serious by all means i think it's cool um there's a couple other lifters bryce crawcheck who's kind of always been in single ply gear um, but he's, he was a raw guy. He's taken a little more serious to go mm-hmm. single ply. Uh, there is a small evolution, I think, of the USAPL single ply lifter, and I do think single ply 
definitely has its place in the strength sports. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of, of where geared lifting ended up. <laughs> and I think by pop popularity and <laughs> everything else, that's why it's not a thing. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not relevant. Whether you guys want to make it relevant or not, I don't care. I'm probably will still watch it just because this is what I do for a living in a way. Um, but it, I don't think it's necessary. It, it, it doesn't have a place in, in my modern day strength sports. But I think if, if P wants to throw on some briefs, smash some weights or deadlift suits, smash some weights or compete full single ply, I think that's kind of the limit of where my head is. It, it, to me, it's like, uh, what was the... F- so there's the XFL, but then uh, Vince, uh, I want to say Vince Vaughn, Vince McMahon made like a basketball league. Oh, I don't know what that was called, but they're on fucking trampolines, you know. And yeah. I, I thought it was cool because I was twelve. Right. I, I was like, wow, I could be really good at this. I like trampolines and I like basketball. But yeah. as an adult, I'm like, well, I don't need that. LeBron James can do that dunk on the ground. Why do I want to watch some mm. ex OK college player jump on a trampoline and dunk? Yeah, it's just not there. It's not there. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to to the question, uh, it also said we should have him on. Yeah, I would love to have Pete on at some point. Um, uh, be awesome to have him here, him here in person, but we could have him on. Yeah, no. Anyway, we love Pete. Um, yeah. As far as we know, that Pete still likes us. Uh, so yeah, I'd be one hundred percent down. Yeah. Um, once you guys get through SB set up, it would be cool to see some occasional spotlights of your regular members. Yeah, I think that's um, definitely in the plans. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Jim, but I know he wanted to get, uh, whether it's revamping this channel that we're on right now or starting a new one with some of his more old-style content. I think the world um, could benefit from that because I think the lifters that have succeeded deserve success by all means. My boy Russ and all these guys on YouTube, they crush weights. They're smart dudes. They put out really good content. They put a ton of effort into it. But I do think there's something to a team-style training environment where there's varied skill levels, varied experience, mm-hmm. and varied strength. Mm-hmm. Or even our boy Dan, you know, who just belly flopped onto our brand-new couch, uh, <laughs> squatted over 800 pounds, pulled over 700, insanely strong. But he's never nosedived into lifting how I have because he's mm-hmm. had a career. He's built his business, which congrats to him. We're always trying to support him. If you guys are in Northern California and need security, check out Capital Protection Group, CPG. But he uh, – so in, in some say he's way stronger than me. Uh, he's probably a better athlete than me. Mm-hmm. But he's less experienced than me in multiple ways. So to mm-hmm. have him – obviously, we've had him on this silly podcast with us and <laughs> YouTube and right. everything. But I think having him and then our boy Kyle who's going to be managing this – mess of a gym that we're putting together uh professional baseball player squatted over 300 pounds bench press over 300 pounds at six five six five uh today i was teaching him how to sumo deadlift he's never done a sumo deadlift in his life yeah. well that's because he got drafted into the major league baseball out of high school right so that's a varying thing yet again freak athlete but varying nosedive but he's super into lifting he mm-hmm. follows guys like eric helms mm-hmm. and he f- listens to stuff so i do think i don't know if jim's going to do it or we're going to do it the team's going to do it some type of content with members or our, our training personal training partners probably will return in some form for sure. Yeah, and uh, uh, thinking about that, like we've done a couple of live streams on your Twitch um, yeah. since we've not really been open, but we have like we have a limited number of weights. We have five this plates. Point. We have five forty-five. Uh, a a large equipment company is owes us a lot of pl- about like like ninety. Yeah. To be exact. 90-45 pound plates. 90-45 pound plates. Uh, we'll get, and we'll eventually get those and we'll be able to do more stuff in here. But but you've been doing that and that is like you host it, you come on, you talk to your, your Twitch people or whatever. That is a different experience than shooting a bunch of people lifting together, cutting together and then commenting on sure. on what they're doing and how they're doing it and why they're doing it, yeah, which yeah. I've done a bunch of and I don't excuse me, I don't know who's doing it now. Is anybody doing it now? Yeah, I don't know. I think Omar will do one here and there, and then I would do one here and there, but no one on the scale of multiple lifters and no one on the scale that you did for sure. Uh, Griffin says, what specific parts of his nutrition philosophy do you disagree with? Are you talking about like Rogan? Rogan. I think he's talking Um, about Rogan. I don't know Rogan if he wrote a book or has said like, this is what I believe in nutrition. Uh, I just know that he's had multiple people on there that I deem in my brain not credible. um, And that also just logically speaking, say some things that go against science, go against not only science, but application. And I understand 
the goal of many content creators you would think is altruistic where they want to help the masses in their fitness and health lifestyle but the truth is a lot of these people are just trying to sell books they're trying to get go on road they they've said something controversial on twitter that went viral that got rogan's attention so then now they go on rogan and they're just trying to build up their own audience from that mm-hmm. um and maybe i'm jaded uh, because i've been in this world a long time but i think very few of those people people have gone on there and said fiber and broccoli is going to cause you more cancer than anything else people you know that type of stuff just has no credibility in the science academia world or in any application i've ever had um and again i don't know if that's rogan's exact philosophy himself i know he dabbles in keto ketogenic diets i know he dabbles in carnivore but i also know that he's the same as everyone else posting a huge plate of pasta every friday binging so i don't think that's the best path to teach the america in particular moderation balanced lifestyle to help our our obesity uh, epidemic epidemic Mm. epidemic Epidemic. you hear the word pandemic for eight months you forget (laughs) how to speak Um, there there used to be epidemics that were not everywhere that aren't just although that one is kind of everywhere no it's bad and so i guess that would be my take on him again i don't know his exact philosophy and then to me again i don't think it's safe or responsible for jim and i to have someone on our podcast that thinks you only need to eat crickets Right. right. I, I don't think that we we built an audience based on hopefully our personalities and giving out good, helpful information mm-hmm. that we honestly, of course, we want fucking views. I'm never going to lie to you. I said this from day one on podcast, but we want to also help people. Um, we don't make a ton of money on this podcast. This has always been a passion project. We've never made a ton of money on our podcast. Um, and so we want to help people as much as we can. And just like your friends represent who you are. If your friend goes out and is a mass murderer, probably doesn't look great on you that he's your best friend. <laughs> I think of our podcast guests very similar. I think of them an extension, and, and a lot of them, lucky for us, are yeah. our friends. I love Omar, love Eric Helms, love Alan, I love our boy Jacob and Ram mm-hmm. and all these guys we've had on here. I would go to war with those guys. But also, they're in my network of my credibility. Yeah. Now, when people say, well, Mike doesn't know shit about training. Well, I can point to all my friends that I've learned things from or, or whatever it might be and say, well, maybe I'm not the best at it, but I can ask Ram or I can learn from Ram or I'm not the best at it, but I can go ask Eric. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's where I would say I disagree with his philosophy, whether it be on content creation or his actual and philosophy in, itself. In terms of, um, you know, the, the scientific information being pre- presented, that is very popular, but it depends on the source. Like... The Stronger by Science podcast does really well. Yeah. And it is, um, uh, they don't talk a lot of lifestyle stuff. I mean, they don't, there's no, it's all very. That's Greg? Yeah, it's Greg and and it's. Maybe the smartest dude in the game. uh, Maybe so. And uh, it, I mean, that's that's a podcast that charts all the time. Right. And that's a very niche academic style. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, And that's not somewhere that you're going to go or I'm going to go or we're going to go together. Um, we could have people on here who can talk like that for sure and and be you know credible sources of information but we are not those people yeah um, and I, I suppose that that makes a difference in and of itself both uh, Scott and Finney say that more clips uh, highlights of each episode whether I assume you guys want it on YouTube um, but uh, whether 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 whatever channel we end up pushing fully, um, it may be this one, and maybe we do have a 50% uh, facts channel itself, um, as well as Instagram, uh, 50% facts or the gym. So we don't know exactly. We're going to start to funnel some of these things in together, probably, whether it be uh, Instagram of the podcast in the gym, whether it be Jim's uh, McD's, J-I-M's uh, <laughs> YouTube and the 50% one. We're going to, I don't know if we're going to condense them necessarily, but we're going to streamline where things sit. Yeah. Um, and eventually we'll get those clips up and then as well as our Instagrams uh, and Twitters. <clears throat> so we, we definitely plan on, on getting more uh, quick edits or, or short tidbits, whether it be hopefully some funny, uh, hopefully we can entertain your dumbasses out there and hopefully uh, have more credible uh academia folk than we are and so we can have quick clips that you guys can learn something in three minutes rather than sitting through a two-hour podcast for sure right i'm never doing another two-hour podcast by the way ever no uh uh-uh there isn't anybody that i would do a two-hour podcast with what if we had rotating guests Keep maybe. them entertained. When okay, some maybe, whiskey. Maybe, maybe. You get Dan for 15 minutes. Maybe. You get Kyle for 15 minutes. If we had a bunch of people yeah. in town for an event, See? maybe, or, maybe. Two hours is long. What's the longest we've ever done? You and I, three? <clears throat> maybe close to a three bonk? Close banger? to three. 
Yeah. That's crazy Rogan does that on the regular. Yeah, I don't know. I don't he's know. A, he's a tank. Again, I, I know I, it sounded like I just talked shit on him. The guy's done great. He is talented. We're not taking anything away from him. Um, it's just drawing the line of where we sit and how we choose guests and how others may choose guests. And he's just a big, broad name that we can point to. There's way worse than him out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I just want to let Joel Kenny that that's a, that's a negatory. Yeah, probably a never, buddy. <clears throat> that's a never. Uh, um, back to the basics. Uh like your name, I appreciate it. He wants to uh, normalize uh, more okay deadlifts. Uh, well, you want to see more people normalizing people progressing from 405 to 500. And I, and I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's where I think that's where I sit in this thing. Uh, me and Kyle here, we're talking about it, uh, genetics. And someone even asked me recently uh, why um, – crap, I lost my plan. Oh, what, what my genetic like potential is. That's what someone asked me on Instagram. And I was like, man, I, I don't waste my time thinking about that. Have I gotten close to my genetic potential of strength? I haven't thought about that. But then me and Kyle were talking about other powerlifters and, and him and I and, and even Dan and, and the scope of, of do you have good genetics athletically? And, and you can have good genetics in one area and not the other. You mm-hmm. can have great jumping genetics and not be very strong, um, you know, just depending on your build and obviously your family. Um, I, I am that guy that has slightly above – Average genetics. I won't lie. I mean, I, I grabbed the basketball rim in eighth grade at five eight. Uh, it's not like I'm, I'm not LeBron James, mm-hmm. but I'm not your average Joe. I'm I'm pretty good athlete, and so, but in the terms of strength, I'm really not. I mean, it took me ten years to go from like a four fifty deadlift to a seven hundred deadlift, um, and a lot of that was early days of raw powerlifting. So I had to kind of figure things out on my yeah. own. And everyone's like, "Yeah, Mike, you're not average. You pulled seven I'm like, "Bro, the the pains I got to get to seven hundred. Um, and again, some of it was non-optimal training. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. trying different philosophies, training around people yeah. that weren't doing what I was doing supplementation-wise and training-wise yeah. that didn't fit. So some of it's definitely on me. Um, but, and so I think more people can get there. But I think that is where guys like me and Omar have found space in, in YouTube creation is that mm-hmm. we're not Larry Wheels. We're not Bradley right. Martin. Right. Um, I'm 5'9", I'm 2.20, and I'm okay strong, and I work kind of hard, <laughs> and that's all. Yeah. So we can 100% more normalize that is where I was getting. Bradley was somebody who was built in a in a, in a a lab. I mean- He's he, freaky. Yeah. yeah just he super o- freaky. Overhead squat 315. He's never even like trained that way. He could probably squat 800 if he really wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah, different Larry Wheels- just kind of one of the strongest young people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I reached out to him when he was 17. I think he was squatting 750. Just, yeah. yeah. It's uh, craziness. Finny Finn wants to know uh, COVID pandemic out of the way. Um, events planned for the new space, ideas, competitions, or gatherings? The answer is yeah. Like we've had that, had it in our mind to be able to do that stuff. Like in part because we started planning this uh, long before anyone even named COVID um, or, or before it started showing up, um, we would be having, we'd be planning something right now. If yeah. we'd be, you know, there were th- thoughts about having a real like grand opening and having a lot of folks in. And that just d- doesn't seem like the responsible thing to even try to do at this point, even though like we could probably get away with it, but I don't think that it, that it would be worth it right now. But eventually, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> the idea is to have a space where, we can have people come in who are, um, you know, good lifters, good good content creators, interesting people to talk to, other folks. We're going to spend some more time with people in our own um, in our own geographic location as well, talking about different aspects of, I don't know, business and whatever, just to you know, just to build ourselves into into the community here because we're used to having. Um, um, I just saw a comment that I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, we're used to having kind of an international audience and we don't really have a local audience as much as we would like to, sure. as much as we need to, to be able to run a business in this yeah. community. Audience or presence. Um, I think general schedule, what we look at now is hopefully within the next two to three weeks, uh, fingers crossed, um, we're going to do probably a soft opening. So, um, 
nothing's announced, no dates or anything, but we'll probably have an open house-ish day. No party, no DJ, no twerkers or car washes or nothing yet. Mm-hmm. That's the plan for the big one. <laughs> and <laughs> no dodgeball tournament. And then so Twerking we'll get, tournament. Yeah, we'll get these people in here, get you guys to sh- see the space, maybe work out a little bit, ask us any questions, uh, meet the team, et cetera, et cetera, see mm-hmm. the space. Um, probably take memberships that day, and then we'll probably just open. Um as sadly is uh, unclimactic, as anticlimactic as that is for how much effort we've put into the thing. That's probably how we have to go for now. Um, our space can hold maybe 20 to 30 people at a time safely by the guidelines of our state. Right. Um, we'll have sufficient sanitizing and cleaning and all our protocols aligned. And again, hopefully that's um, my goal is definitely before Thanksgiving. So that's that. Um, maybe a year. Who knows? Right. The world uh, is, 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 is a wild spot. We cannot control it. But. Maybe a year, um, maybe two years, year and a half, we'll get some meets going. Uh, we want to do community nights, and that's open probably for guests. Again, no details. Everything's subject to change. But um, whether it be it, like a dodgeball tournament, a Call of Duty tournament, a deadlift night, a poker night, a mm-hmm. hangout night, a watch a basketball Kings game night, whatever it might be, we want to involve the community uh, in a positive manner, not taking away um, but adding to our city uh, and then helping uh, our members um, find ways, you know, and even me, and in some ways it's selfish, but I think all things come can come from a selfish need and not be selfish, meaning that I don't love to go to bars at midnight and get hammered. Mm-hmm. That's not my idea of fun. Um, but there's not a lot of things for me, and I'm 32, and there's not a lot of things for me to do. Uh, so how do we build that here for other people that probably feel the same way but are stuck spending $50 getting hammered drunk because that's all their friends know how to do every right. weekend? So how do we do something healthy, something good for the community, something good for us, um, and probably not make money that night? But maybe we build communities, maybe we build friends, maybe we make business connections for others or ourselves, mm. um, and I think that's how we add to that. So. Definitely powerlifting competitions, who knows when, how, where. Definitely community nights, who knows how often. Um, we're going to have some warehouse sales and things of that nature, um, some top secret clothing. Um, but for now, I think it's soft launch the gym. Continue content with you guys is our best way to connect and continue our apparel with you guys. Uh, long time to connect. Was a Joe Fletcher comment? I'll take it if you want it. I'll hit you, Joe. Don't know the details, any falling out or anything, but best content ever was put out with these two and Mark Bell. Can't you get back together for the, uh, for the podcast? Probably not, my friend. Um, Jim and I have been doing this podcast now going on year, 1.8 years? <laughs> no, I'll... Uh, January? Uh, oh, I thought it was a January two years ago. It was December. Two years ago. Okay, yeah, so yeah, one point... Yeah, yeah almost, almost. 1.8. Oh, yeah. 1.8. Uh, so Jim and I will continue this podcast. Uh, this will change and transform as all content does who knows where we're going or what it might be um chances are it's going to be jim and i we may pick up another co-host uh chances are uh highly that it's not mark bell um he's doing his own thing and that's great uh we're starting our own world we've been in our own world um and we love to collaborate with a bunch of different people but that one is unlikely my friend yeah, superbly unlikely. Uh, not powerlifting related, but I think it would be go- cool to see thought process behind the scenes and the, the designing of the merch apparel. Casey, uh, 100%. So again, we don't know where things are going to go content-wise because we have a lot of channels. <laughs> we have <laughs> this podcast channel. Um, combined, we have three or four Instagrams, Jim's, mm-hmm. mine, uh, the Jim's, the podcast, uh, my YouTube, Jim's personal YouTube, podcast YouTube. Um, in some form, we'll organize this. Um and so things will overlap for sure, but they'll be their own entities in a way, content-wise. Um, what that might be, I don't know. Uh, I can speak on my stuff, and maybe Jim can speak more on what his thoughts are for his own, even though he has a little bit. And that's really why we're doing this podcast, is to get feedback for you guys. Uh, in terms of like the designing and the back end and the, the behind-the-scenes, there definitely might be behind-the-scenes here on the podcast. You guys are getting snippets. Um, you guys get first touch at all the launches. We announce it here before anywhere else, here in my Twitch community. And then... Um, to actually see, I, I plan to vlog. Um, so I'll be doing probably not dailies, but day in the life of living business lifting, uh, on my channel. And there might be some snippets or secret things, uh, behind my head that you guys might be able to catch Easter eggs. That's something I love about video games and movies is Easter eggs. So maybe there'll be shit like that unintentionally or intentionally (laughs) on mine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where 
I see that maybe sneaking in as well as us talking about it here. Or yeah, right and, here. and uh, roll back a couple of episodes. We had uh, Oliver Munby, our uh, designer, on. And there, were, there was definitely some insight in that as to what the, what the process was um, working with him, which was... Um, it was really great. It was, I mean, I was, I was uh, intentionally not in the middle of all of it. Um, but Mike has been uh, really driven I'm to uh, excited to to put together uh, this apparel line, and I think he's done a great job. And I am, I'm really proud that that is uh, something that represents our gym to uh, the world, really. Um, Although plenty of people locally have bought stuff as well, I yeah. was pretty surprised. Uh, you know, the, the this launch went quite well, yep. went really well, considering where we are in the world and and the economy and all that stuff. I think it it did exceptionally well. I think so too. Yeah, um, but if you go there now, you will find that there is nothing up. Yeah, uh, and there, but there will be um, in in a few weeks. We will have a new a new big drop, real big of a. Uh, a broad number of things, but a, a limited number of quantities still, um, just because that's that's where we are. That's I mean, we're trying to play, we're trying to run the playbook the way you're supposed to run it when you're building a um, an apparel brand. You uh, you have to have some scarcity, to be honest. Uh, yeah. It, to in it, to protect yourself in terms of like, oh wow, we made a decision that didn't pan out, and now we have sixty thousand of something and that we can't get rid of. Right. Um, yeah, you get ten thousand dollars sitting in in a scarf, and now we're the business goes under, and that's literally right. how businesses lose. Right. And so, are we playing a limited edition game? I would say y- yes, in some senses. Uh, I talked about it on Instagram a little bit too. Part of it is is to force me, and, and shout out to Jim for trusting me. Um, I went to a nerd art school for thirteen years, and they. Probably public schools too. I don't know. They put you through like Myers Briggs, and we did a billion of those type things. Mm-hmm. And you try to find out what is driving you or what fulfills you. And I think that's literally just the, the secret to life is people yeah. don't know. And so they try to help you, but at sixteen, you definitely don't know. Right. I'm thirty-two. I still don't really know. Yeah. Um, but what I do know is I need to create. Uh, and Jim's trusted me enough to create that. And something that I've always been into is clothing and 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 shoes and and hip hop culture and streetwear culture since 2005 on mm-hmm. the message boards of 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 high snobiety and 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 hype beast and all these in, in the hundreds blog and stuff like that. And so for now, doing one off runs or the limited game, will it help our hype maybe uh but what it definitely will help and force me to do better (laughs) it will force me to create and force me to work in a manner that hopefully allows some organic creation of something cool for our community like jim said Mm -hmm. so that's the original reason in my head um it just is beautiful that it lines up with us not buying ten thousand of a unit and going broke uh, that because that's literally what kills every business ever is how do you scale and I think would we love to be Nike probably but ch- chances are low and also that's not our goal mm. if Nike just came to us and want to buy us mm. you know I do like money but chances are we're going to find our lane scale up without trying to explode and just create cool things for people that, that fuck with us really yeah no I think that's true um uh the uh, coaster on the table was mentioned. Um, th- this is kind of a one-off. I did these through Sticker Mule because we wanted them, and I love this bear. Uh, will this ever be a thing? Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Um, Anything's but, possible. But we did this for us because because we like this thing. Yeah, we like and, this thing we, we created. And we built all these desks, and we don't want water rings on them all. <sighs> that also. That as well. Um, <clears throat> to... Uh, on a somewhat serious note, roll back to something that um, Mike was addressing earlier. Uh, when uh, I stopped podcasting with the person that you were talking about, uh, it was because he quit. He he quit that show. And then uh, what I was told was that podcasting was uh, dragging the brand down and holding it back. And uh, that this person was not going to podcast anymore. And then shortly thereafter, they created a new podcast, changing one word and starting over. And so uh, I don't, 
think that that is a truthful person and I can only deal with people that I am comfortable with and would believe in and uh, there's that. So, yeah, It goes into a long conversation too of working with friends or who do you work with or how do you know and any everyone wants to work for themselves and everyone thinks it's so cool to not have a boss. Um, but the truth is, I think, and again, it just ties in beautifully to our philosophy of good company, is that it's just about finding your group. And everyone reads all these books and thinks they're does look some drugs and bites a frog or something and they found enlightenment and found their tribe or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck the world's doing now on the internet. We don't do that. But what we do (laughs) find is that um, people come and go in your life. Uh, It's okay to close doors. It's okay to open doors. It's okay to have people in for a long time. It's okay to have people in for a short time. Yeah, You're writing your own book um, and this is where our book puts us right now and this is the team that we're around right now. Uh, It'd be awesome if this team stays together for 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Chances are low that happens. That is life. Um, and so things move around. Um, and it's easy to get attached to projects we used to do. Or maybe yep. maybe you like this project more. Or maybe you like that project more. Or maybe you like this more. Or maybe you like Omar more. doesn't really matter. Um, the fact of the matter is that nothing really lasts. All content and humans change and move. And it's just that we put our faces on the internet that that is... Uh, noticed. Yeah. Um, you guys probably have friends that you just haven't texted in, in six months and you don't even think about it because yeah. you guys just kind of went this way. And, right. and that's just really is how life goes. Uh, it's just that literally 10 years now. I'm used to saying eight years. I don't know why because <laughs> you just say the same thing for a long time, but it's 10 years. Um, I've put my face on the internet here with Jim. And so you guys know a lot about us. And that's why it becomes yeah. an alert and you, you, whatever it might be. But. Uh, Alan Thrall on a podcast would be killer. Definitely love to have Alan on again. We're pimping out this room again. We literally just moved in here last night. Jim finalized it, Um, but we finished painting whatever the day before. Uh, This is our office studio, design studio, uh, and the goal is to build it to have our cool friends in. And so we've had Alan on this podcast if you want to go back and look at it. Uh, But uh, Alan is an amazing dude, good friend, absolutely love him. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have him on here many a time. And he's he's currently one of the people still killing the content game. I don't know if his numbers are have changed over over time. And I'm not sure exactly exactly what the what the deal is. I'm not sure. Like I like Alan. Yeah. Uh, but we'll find out right now. Like his his content is not directed at me for sure. And I I, I try not to. I try. Let me back up and say, I try to drive the boat in terms of context, but I don't necessarily always drive the boat in terms of the exact content because I am not the target audience for the content that we produce most of the time. Yeah. And so uh, I I look at Alan's numbers. I know that he did stuff entirely by himself for a very long time, which is crazy. He got very successful doing stuff by himself. I think he has help now. Um, but he doesn't produce the content that I'm, that I'm looking for. But at the same time, I don't watch a lot of lifting related content and I haven't for years. Yeah. I don't really prep for our podcast unless we have a guest I've never heard of or whatever. Right. Um, and then I'll do some research and try to prep up or, or if we're t- tackling on a more serious topic in the past, or even this one, we had a mental health specialist at the beginning of COVID and I try to do my research and kind of, what do they say? Clean up the chops or lick. You don't lick your chops. That means you're hungry. <laughs> Get your chops, chops. Give me the context again. I got lost. So there's like, there's lick your chops. That means you're hungry. Right. Like clean up your chops or something when you're getting ready for something or like getting, like if if I play drums uh-huh. and you're, and I haven't played in a long time and you're like, Mike, come play, come jam or something. I'd have to, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, get prepared. Practice. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Practice basically. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's something to do with chops there. Point being, uh, I don't prepare for. Uh, I have an insane brain. I'm not a healthy human always, and my brain always runs. So I almost try to not think about what we're about to talk about. Um, yeah, I like to give you guys raw feedback in a way, and I actually go into what content's popular, like reactions or whatever. Right. So this is just live. But when you did tell me what today's like topic was or, or what we're going to tackle, the thing that popped in my mind, and we've talked about it multiple times, is I don't absorb any content. Um, the last content I've absorbed, and it's just because I'm I'm a big fan, 
is I watch Joe Rogan and Alex Jones. Mm. I love Alex Jones. Uh, I don't know why. I, I I absolutely love the man. Maybe a dream guest. Everyone, that's a common question. Like, who do you want to have breakfast with? Or who's your... I love Alex Jones. I really don't know why. I love the man. Um, but besides that, uh, I'll watch some guys game here and there. Mm. Um, but often it's just on mute in the background while I'm working. Um I don't absorb YouTube. I don't absorb podcasts. Jim asked me to do a podcast 10 years ago. I've probably listened to a handful of podcasts since. That were not Rogan. <laughs> Less than a handful. I listen to Rogan on car trips because it shits five hours, and oh, I know I can right. get to L.A., and uh, I choose one guest because I don't listen to him year-round. Within six months, he'll have one guest that I enjoy, oh, okay. and I'll choose that guest. Uh, Johnny Knoxville was one of them, mm-hmm. or, or people that I like like that, Jamie Foxx, and I'll download that, and I'll mm-hmm. drive or I'll fly. But if I'm not driving or flying, I'll do the occasional audiobook when my ADD is not bad. And I, that's it. I don't look at Instagram. I'm stuck looking at content, whether I want to or not. I'm just addicted, and it's just mm. in my face. Twitter, same thing. But I don't listen to podcasts. I don't watch YouTube. I don't. I watch movies, and I watch some Netflix series and stuff. You know, but I, I'm again, I talking about like who your person, like what, what, who your content's for. It's not for, I don't create content for me. I create content I want and share what I want, but it's a little bit different. Um, So I can't, I can't really say, like you said, like Alan doesn't make it for you. I've never made anything for me. I I guess in some senses, maybe I made stuff for like 17 year old Mike that wanted to learn more about lifting. Like what are the things I want to know or what are the things I can share now that I'm 32 and Mm -hmm. 15 years in the game to people that want to learn. But, um, and I guess early on in my age, 18 to like 23, I watch vloggers. I was I, I I don't know why there's something with that, and that's do what I try to share. It's just my experience in me, and if you relate, that's cool. But I watch Matt Ogus a lot. Um, shout out to the, the local boy. Who maybe we'll get on here as well someday. But um, there was just something about or the, like the Ronnie Coleman documentaries, like the first ones mm. where it really was just the it was the first day in the life of eating. Yeah, and he's just eating chicken and rice, and he's kind of yeah. walking around his house. He's doing a little cardio. He kind of lifts, but it's kind of raw. Um, it's so raw and like quiet yet intense at the same time, despite mm-hmm. them, they're not putting corny music in. It's just him there. Um, there's something to that that I kind of enjoy. Um, but to be honest, I, yeah, I don't think, which I, I also think is healthy. And I know I'm just rambling at this point, but I do think is good for a creator in some sense. And this is whether it's myth or truth. Little Wayne said he didn't listen to any other rapper. Uh, and I don't necessarily believe that, but he said he didn't want to detain his lyrics or what he's about to do. Um, and that concept I do respect. That's not necessarily why I don't listen to other stuff, <laughs> uh, but I think there's something to that as well. If I, I just only watch Alan Thrall, then my videos become fucking Alan Thrall Alan Thrall, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. That is a problem. You um, you get that stuff into your subconscious and then it yeah. just comes right back out. That's a a problem for like songwriters and stuff. Is right. it is it that you'll you'll reprise somebody else's stuff and and actually it's kind of true for comedians as well. Sure. It's dangerous for comedians to listen to other comedians too much because they start to absorb that stuff and it just comes out of their subconscious mind while they're just, you know, rambling. Yeah. And that's something why like I connected with the people I do connect with and stay in touch with like the Allens and the Omars and Barts probably is not only is our online content semi similar, but we as humans just tend to be similar, of similar age, of similar morals, of similar thought. That's the thing. That's part of the big yeah. thing is is just um, uh, dealing with people that you are that you're comfortable with. And a thing about this industry, which is I think true of of many uh, industries, is that you meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of people who are relatively well known, and you're always asking yourself the question, is this person the same person that I've seen on their media or is it somebody different? Yeah. And it is fairly often that it's somebody different. And the people that you want to hang with are the people who are the same, you know, who, I mean, their presentation skills might be good. And so they might be, you know, they might be clocked up to 110% of themselves or whatever. Yeah. But, but the reality is the people that we want to deal with are the people who are the same all the time. And and don't get us wrong, like we've obviously had a lot of success with creating content. That's why we continue to do it. I don't know if I've only if I only got a hundred views on everything I've ever done, I probably wouldn't do it. I mean, one, I'd probably find a way to get more views or whatever. Like I'd get creative or do research. But the point is that we've had some success. And even at the level of success we've had, which, you know, it's all a spectrum, we've had enough to build a life around it in some senses. Yeah. 
at this point, I only want to create content with people that I enjoy being around. And again, right. wrap that into the philosophy of the company and what we stand for here. But I don't want to necessarily interview the smartest deadlift coach if he sucks. <laughs> like, I just yeah. don't care. I just don't care at this point. I, I'm, I'm too old. My energy is too low. My time is too valuable to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to go to the guy that's pretty good at deadlifting and, and can teach it really, really mm-hmm. well that I want to hang out with after, that I want to go grab a meal with, that I actually want to train with, that right. I want to whatever topic that is or, or just a person I want to talk to. Well, I, I want to have on our podcast and that's why we built this cool place for people I want to talk to. Right. Some folks too um, have been successful in spite of themselves and not because of of, of things that they've done and that it, ah, that's just not very tra- transferable. Yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah, 100%. And then again, those are probably the same folks that I just don't want to talk to. Yeah. They're probably not there. Run PMC says, what's up, Jim McDean, and Mike? Uh, what's up is this? Uh, we're probably going to wrap up here in a f- couple minutes, but um, uh, any party thoughts? I got nothing. I'm excited, though. I'm excited that the office is done. That was a big headache on or weighing on my chinny chin chin. Um I'm excited that maybe the gym will be together in two weeks. Uh, everyone wants like normalcy. And although we've just been, I feel like we've been on a train on a track to nowhere. You know, what's that movie? I think they just redid it, but it's an older movie. The world goes into an ice age and some genius. It's a decent movie. The concept's better than the movie. Snowpiercer. Maybe. Is that the show? Because there was a yeah, movie. Yeah, there's a movie that. and then a show. Yeah. All right. So I watched the movie and okay. I think the concept is so genius and the movie was good not great yeah, yeah. but i love the concept um but you're just yeah we're just driving around the world <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're yeah. just plowing through snow trying to get this shit done that's true um and so that was some sense of normalcy compared to covid being locked in your house and not knowing what to do or how to work right, or whatever right, right. which was also not great for many and wasn't good for me either but i'm excited to have like an actual schedule like all right i'm gonna hang out and sell some memberships at this time i'm gonna clean at this time i'm gonna yeah. work out at this time yeah. the youtube's gonna be out monday wednesday uh, podcast gonna be out wednesday i'm gonna post my instagram because that's what happens when you work for yourself you have to build that or you would never be successful working for yourself yeah so then now i'm craving that a little bit again it'll help my nutrition it'll help my cardio it'll help my lifting it'll help yeah. the business itself it'll help the content hopefully it'll help you guys see that and build that um yeah it I- helps everything I have been definitely guilty of of uh, of getting caught up in small things as we're working on this, but they small things that were important to me. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to the day when it's only small things that yeah. I'm dealing with and not yeah. really big ones. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um. Uh, outside of that, uh, just keep chugging and hope that we find a a day. In sometime in the future, sometime in the t- in twenty twenty one, when life is somewhat back to normal, we can have however many people we want in the gym at the time. Um, it can uh, survive on its own merits, because I think that that's a a, a thing that it's a thing that the pandemic has kind of taken away from us. Yeah, yeah. Things that that would normally survive on their own merits because they're good ideas that are well executed. Yeah. Are, are suffering during this time. Yeah, life kind of throws that at you. You could do whatever you want perfectly and something can still stop you. But if you prepare correctly and handle all your shit, chances are you have a better chance to succeed or yeah. you can change your route and still succeed. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at with if I only had 100 views for 10 years, I'd probably quit. Mm-hmm. But the chances are if I only had 100 views for a year, I'd find a way to succeed because you handle your shit. And uh, uh, props to you, props to our team. Um, that we have handled our th- shit. That we've done the right steps. We've done the right thing. Um, and that's something I just, uh, that's my biggest uh, uh, pill to swallow as an adult. In sports, in school, um, it's not that way in society, sadly. That's the difference here is that if you do the right thing, good things come. And I don't mean karma. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, karma's, you know, whatever. If you believe karma, Whatever. Term is a little retrospective. Yeah, right? yeah. What 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 I'm saying is that if I do this, if I do that correctly, if I do this correctly, if, mm-hmm. I, if I handle my my ducks in a row, whether it be work, morals, treating people the right way, doing all this, good things have to happen yeah. because I worked for it, because of preparation, because of practice. Yeah. If I treat Jim nicely with respect, Jim will treat me nicely with respect. And now this works often, but humans are 
confusing animals. They're mm-hmm. sick animals. Mental illness, mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. Uh, s- 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 you know, personality disorders. There's a lot of things that get in that way. But often, not always, but often, business, I think, is that. Like you just said, if you have a good idea, if you build around it correctly, if you pay attention to details, if you do the right things, your business has a good chance. Not a guaranteed chance. Not a guarantee. But um, but, and we've done that. Um, we've done that. The team's executed. We've built a plan. Um, and so I'm excited now for, I guess we're now in phase two is what okay. I'm getting at. You know, I think we're uh, in phase two. I think that sounds good. Yeah. I, I want to be in phase two. Yeah, I think we're in phase two um, because all we're literally waiting on is equipment to show up. Um, we mop the gym and now we're open. Yeah. You know, so we're, we're in phase two and then part of phase two is the content creation. It's the connecting to you guys. It's the finding our normalcy. Mm-hmm. So our idea becomes its own and it's not Jim and Mike's, it's not J-I-M and Mike's G-Y-M, it's Third Street Barbell. Um, and so I'm excited to kind of shove that out there. Uh, if you would like to see us continue to uh, do these live shows, please let us know. Like the video. Are you going like to keep this video. up? Might as well keep it up. Right? Yeah, we'll keep it up. Why yeah, not? Give a thumbs up, kids. Let this thing see the world. Somebody gave us a thumb down, thumbs down. I don't know who you are, but you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, but thank um, you anyways, because the algorithm <laughs> takes it all the same. It's just engagement. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you helped us. <laughs> all right. Uh, Every Wednesday, brand new podcast. Uh, except, the, except Friday except, this week. Except for when we decide to do it on Fridays. Uh, I'm Silent Mike, Instagram, Twitter, etc. cetera. Uh, Twitch, Silent Mike, YouTube, Silent Mike, Third Street Barbell, on Instagram, follow the there. Three. A bunch of information coming. Um, clothing, announcements on the gym, everything will be there. So follow that if you're interested. I appreciate you guys. I am at DJ McDan. All the social media of the show is 50% facts. 4% is a word, and 50 is just numbers, and the website is the same. We'll talk to you um, in a uh, – thanks, Birdo. Good luck at the gym. Thank you very much. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another new show and maybe some guests or something. I don't know. I have some in mind. We had um, to reconfigure to make this all work. But uh, thanks for joining us. 